Welcome to the Hope for the Hopeless Horse podcast, where we discuss things that help you identify the root cause of your horse's pain and behavioral problems. Hashtag Hope Restored. So today I kind of actually want to switch gears, which is weird for episode two, Um, but today I'm actually going to speak directly to other practitioners, other equine massage therapists, other equine therapy practitioners. It doesn't really matter how you serve the horse, whether it's um, through massage, cranial sacral therapy, Masterson method. myofascial release, Graston's another one, whether you just offer Beamer services or even if you're a hoof care um, practitioner, whatever it is, however it is that you show up in the horse world, whatever that looks like for you. uh, I want to talk to you today because I have talked to a lot of other practitioners. I've actually just um, released a course specifically to help other equine therapy practitioners to grow their business because I have seen so many that say silly things like, oh, you know, my area is saturated, so there's no point in me pursuing this business. Um, You know, then there's the ones that will say, like, I just don't know enough, right? Like, I haven't learned enough. There's other practitioners in my area that know more than I do. Or, They just look at other practitioners online and assume that those practitioners know more than they do and therefore, you know, there's there's no space in the industry for them. And I am here today to tell you that that is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Uh, You know, saturation in the market is a big bullshit. Um, So for those of you that don't know, I went full-time in my business last year. August now so about gosh I think it was about 11 months ago actually we're almost we're coming up on that year anniversary and I was terrified to do it but you know the situation in my life uh, with the job that I had I was really just not happy Um, I was working as an accountant I spent my summers in an office without windows (laughs) and didn't really have a lot of time for my own horse and was still just like struggling paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, and that's interesting too, you know, like, doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or whatever, your um, expenses slowly creep up there, right? And the next thing you know, you're making enough money to survive, but that's it, you know, it's not like you can afford to just stop working. And, uh, that just wasn't enough for me. And the way I saw it was if I was going to be struggling, I might as well be struggling financially while I'm doing what I love so that I am not at work all day being dissatisfied, irritated, disappointed, really just hating my job, being stupid, being stupid. No, being irritated by stupid people. (laughs) Right. Um, and then going home and being stressed about not having, 
enough money to do all the things that I want to do to take the time off to have time with my family and spend time with my horses and yeah so that was the decision I made was like if I'm gonna be struggling I might as well at least like what I'm doing while I'm struggling so I quit my job and um, it was amazing it was amazing is the best decision I've ever made it was terrifying do not uh, do not think that it was easy it was not it was terrifying uh, but I went into this this quitting of my job with a strategy in place uh, so that I could take two weeks off quit my job and take two weeks off and one first week freaking do nothing because everybody relies on me for everything all the time right if not at work then at home if not at home then extended family friends whatever it was just always about everybody else so I took that first week to myself to do whatever I wanted to do whether that was lay around and read play video games play with the horses um sleep there was a lot of sleep <laughs> the first couple days was a lot of sleep um but anyways just doing what I wanted to do however I wanted to do it whenever I wanted to do it the second week I took off was okay I've been refreshed I've had some relaxation time I know uh what I want um what I'm looking for right and so that week was very much focused on doing projects around the house so that <laughs> when I went back to working, I wouldn't have to be stressed out about all the things that need to be done at the house. So I, w I went and we did, um, we focused that week on cleaning up the fence lines, spraying for weeds, um, which we didn't really do a whole lot of spraying, but a lot of weed whipping, uh, lawn mowing, fence repair, barn repair, like just all the outside things that need to be done, cleaning things up, getting rid of things, whatever. All that done was in a week. Now, before I quit my, before I even put my two weeks in at my job, I had already started marketing for the next month, um, of booking massages, equine massages. And I also made a point in that month. So I gave two weeks notice and then I had two weeks that I took off for myself right after I quit my job. Right. So that month, those four weeks, I also was strategically um, placing flyers, talking to people, whatever, setting myself up for success, right? So that first eight days, so I've taken two weeks off and now additional week goes by plus a day, right? Eight days. Um, that was the first eight days that I fully dedicated to my business. And in those eight days, I nearly tripled my weekly salary. And that's perfect, right? Because I quit my job and took two weeks off. And in eight days, I was able to generate just as much money as if I would have stayed at that crappy job. Which, um, if you're my old employer, I still like you. We're still friends. <laughs> in fact, I do still do work for them. Um, they're great people. It wasn't that. It was just me. I outgrew that position uh, and knew that I wanted more. So I decided to take it. So if you're out there and you've taken some kind of training or you have decided that you want to help horses, then what's stopping you? Because I can tell you that the first four years of my certification, I was convinced I couldn't do it. I was convinced that there was so much more that I needed before I could do it. 
Um, and that just isn't true. That's just not true. If you have the education and you have the desire to help, there is nothing stopping you but you. Uh, I've talked to just so many people. And I actually talked to a lady today um, who is just, like, doesn't believe in herself after going through her certification. And this is so common. Uh, It doesn't matter where you got your certification from. Uh, Well, it does. (laughs) It does matter where you got your certification from because some schools are better able to help you see your competitive edge better able to set you up for that success and authority uh, more so than others. And I don't just mean because they're um, I don't just mean like their prestige in their name, right? It's not about like the brand name, the school name. It's not about that. I mean like they literally give you the tools you need to set yourself apart. So It really doesn't matter what school you go to, though. If you've gotten an education and uh, worked on horses, you can have this business. You can have it. You can set yourself up to make your own schedule, to to support yourself and your family in a way that is so fulfilling that exhaustion is rewarding, which is not something that my desk job ever did for me, you know? Um... The point here is that it's about mindset and it's about understanding that you can't go into any business. It doesn't matter what business. It doesn't matter. When you start a business, you can't go into it half-ass. You can't just be like, well, eh, you know, maybe I will market this. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No. You need to do it. You need to make the decision and do it. So when I was talking to this a uh, woman today, she did express that like she just isn't confident in her work and she sees me posting on social media and she's intimidated by how much I know. And you know what? <laughs> That's humbling because I don't feel that way. There's always more. There's always more to learn. There's always more to consider. There's like, <laughs> there's just always more. And I am one to always pursue more learning opportunities. Um, but you know, those learning opportunities, like I was telling her, they can be free. They don't have to be costly. You can, um, get books from the library. You can request books from your library. If you didn't know that, if your library doesn't carry a book you're looking at getting, you can request it. They might even be able to get it from a different library for you. Um, but yeah, you can get books from a library. You can learn so much on the internet for free. Um, And then there's courses out there and they don't have to be outrageously expensive, you know. The a la carte courses that my uh, school, the massage school puts out. um, So I I graduated, graduated, whatever, got my certificate from Midwest Natural Healing for Animals. And they have a la carte classes that are about $500 um, to teach you things like cranial sacral therapy and myofascial release, red light therapy, kinesiology taping, kinesiology taping. Sorry, I always say that wrong. Um, <clears throat> what else? Saddle fitting for crying out loud. Um, there's more. There's more because there's more stuff that I haven't done through them, right? Um, but there's just so much that you can learn, and there's so many places you can do it. And you know, don't let the lack of knowledge hold you back. Essentially, because 
massage and equine therapy, it's a practice. You literally practice it. So you're going to go out and you're going to take what you have and you're going to apply it to a horse and you're going to make a difference. How much of a difference and how fast of a difference is going to be determined by your experience and your knowledge. But you know, that's, that's something that you get to grow as you practice. And I really, this is important to me. And the reason that I offered this course was actually, I had a friend that encouraged me to do it because I helped her to set up her business and book it out. And the first, she had been certified for a week and she booked out a full month. (laughs) Um, And then she did it again and had the next month all booked out before the end of the first, you know. Um, She just had success after success. And I was just giving her advice as a friend would. So I, I ended up putting it into a course. But beyond that, there's actually a bigger impact for me here. There's, uh, I was so glad that she encouraged me to do it because I realized while putting this course together and, and working through the first beta round with people that this course is a huge part of my mission um, that I didn't originally acknowledge as a mission, right? Like, Obviously, I started this podcast. I have the Facebook group. And it's all about finding hope for that hopeless horse. Because I don't want to be just another practitioner. I want to see you and hear you and understand what you're going through. And I also want to see, hear, and understand your horse and what they are going through. Because I have been in the shoes of being, I've been the owner. I've been the owner that wants more from their horse or wants their horse to be sound, but just can't figure it out. Right. So, um, you know, that's a huge part of my mission. That was, that's very much like 90% of it, but really that other 10% is this is helping other people that help horses to do so more successfully, because I can tell you this, The market is not saturated. There are horses out there that need your help. Every practitioner is different, okay? So just because I'm out here busting butt and helping horses and all the things doesn't mean that the two women that are in my county, just one town over, that have been both doing it for 20 plus years, they're not intimidated by me and I'm not intimidated by them because it's not, that's not what it's about. The three of us in our one county, I mean, I don't know how many horses there are, but you can bet there's more than a thousand in our county. You can bet it. The three of us cannot service them all. And no, not every horse in our county is getting massage care, uh, but... I can guarantee that those other women probably believe they should be just as much as I do. So it's not about saturation. And, you know, one of the things that I tell people all the time, like I will be the first one to say, like, I can't help your horse anymore. Or I'm not helping your horse. I don't want to just take your money. I want to help your horse. If I'm not helping your horse, then I'm going to tell you, you need to try somebody else. Probably, like preferably somebody that doesn't have the same training that I have, right? Somebody that has a slightly different background. It is amazing how much your background impacts how you practice and how even like I can go to the same school. In fact, I know that I go, I've gone to the same school as several people, um, not necessarily in my direct area, but in my state at the very least. And we all practice very differently. 
We all went to the same school. We all learned the same techniques, but we all use them differently because of the way our background shapes that. In addition to the additional classes that we've taken, because that all looks different too. But my point is that you are what makes your service special. So even if you haven't gone off into creating this as a business, um, you know, it doesn't have to be full-time. You could do it on the weekends. And if you're one of those people who believes the way I did, you probably believe that you need your weekends to recover from the week and to prepare for the next week. And let me just tell you that this work is so freaking rewarding and fulfilling that I actually determined that I needed to fill my weekends with clients Not for the money. No, not for the money. But because I needed to spend that time to rejuvenate myself. So by healing the horses and making a little money on the side, yay, um, I was actually setting myself up to have better weeks at a job that I wasn't happy at. I was fueling myself by doing it. So... If time is a concern for you, I suggest that you give it a try. That you attempt to put some massages on your schedule, even if you can only do one or two a week. Or just start with one or two a week to see how it fits into your schedule. But I can just about guarantee that you will find that adding that in makes your week better. Even though you think you are going to be tapped out. It doesn't take away. The work doesn't take away from you. It gives you more. It makes you more. So, all in all, um, I just, I hope that you practitioners out there that are sitting on the sidelines, that, that paid for the certification, that took the time to do the case studies, that maybe even did a crap ton of extra classes, continuing education. Don't sit on the sidelines, guys. Don't sit on the sidelines and don't let your current living situation, don't let that stand in your way. Don't convince yourself that you don't have time because if you're scrolling and this used to piss me off. So like, I I feel you if, if this, if this irritates you, you watch Netflix, right? You watch Hulu, you watch whatever you're watching TV, you're just I mean, maybe you're laying around reading a book. There's nothing wrong with those activities, but those are activities that could be replaced by you taking action and serving the horses that you went to learn how to serve. You had a reason for getting that certification. You had a reason to dedicate yourself to spend the time to do all of that. Don't, don't let it go to waste. Don't let it go to waste. There are horses out there that need you. And no one else can serve them the way you can. So, that's my piece for today. I I really hope that I've inspired somebody. Um, If you need help with your business, absolutely reach out to me. Um, Like I said, I do have a program that helps with it. Um, But, you know, under the right circumstances, if it's just a simple question, I might just answer it for you. Because I want to see more people, one happier in their work. I want to see more fulfilled people on the planet, right? Um, But two, I want to see more people 
doing what they said they were going to do and helping the horse because that's what we're here for, you know. That's why you went to school. That's why I went to school. That's why we do. That's why I do what I do is to help the horse. And I know that that was your intention when you got your certification. It was your intention. So follow through now. Follow through. <clears throat> help a horse. Start with one. Um, and if you're like, okay, that all sounds great, but I don't even know where to start with my business. All right. I will give you a little bit of free advice. Work on your own horses if you have them. Find a friend that'll let you work on their horse or that has a problem. I mean, if you went to the right if you went to the right school, yes, I am saying there's a right one because I do believe mine did teach me a lot of things that that started me on the path to where I am now. But um you know, the you, if you can see a problem in a horse and you can solve it, and the person that owns that horse is going to let you do it. Document that experience. Share about it on social media. And I don't mean like, I worked on this horse. Now pay me blah, blah, blah amount of money to work on yours. No, no. Tell the story. Tell the story. Especially if that horse, especially if that person that you got in touch with needed your help because their horse was suffering. You need to tell the story so that other people know there is hope for their horse. Um, and actually that's going to be one of our next episodes is I have a client who, you know, this time last year, she was starting to have more and more issues and getting concerned for her. And, uh, about probably six, eight months ago, she was starting to lose hope that her horse would be able to come back and do any kind of competition or even be ridden or even ever just be sound. And I'm very happy to report that so much has dramatically changed in the last eight months. It was, it's been a really rough road. Um, but we're talking about her being ready to do, go to worlds next year. You know, like that's what we were talking about today. Um, because you just have to find, you just have to find the answer and it's not always easy, but once you find it and you help that one horse, this horse is so much better now, so much more relief. And she's grateful for it. You know, these horses need help and they recognize when you're helping them. So <laughs> tell the story. Tell the story about it was like for that horse, what that horse went through. Um, in this particular case, this horse has been through, um, been in a lot of pain over her feet, um, over like her muscles. She just very body sore. Um, and now she's still got some body soreness. We still have some body work that needs to be done. But she's sound and her feet are in so much better health and condition than they were before you know and then for her for her owner what that has been like for her the story for her is she was suffering as an owner because she loves her horse she loves her and to watch her suffer the way she's suffered it hurt her caused a lot of stress there's a lot of unnecessary veterinary bills because nobody knew the answers right they didn't know that we were barking up the wrong tree it took time to figure it out, but once she did, the relief. Her owner is different now. Her owner is a different person. She's happier. She's beaming. She feel, You know what it is? I know you know what it is. That horse is her baby, and her baby feels better. You know? There's still rehab work to do, but that's okay. That's okay because there's light at the end of the tunnel and there's hope. And so those are the stories. That's how you get started tell people what you're doing and I don't just mean oh I massage the horse and um, I'll massage your horse too for xyz dollars no no tell the story with emotion 
How did that horse feel? How was their life before the massage? How was it during the massage? And how was it after the massage? And you could tell the same story for the owner too if it was a dramatic situation. But that's where you start. Those are the stories you tell. Because that's what everybody's looking for. Everybody out there in a bad situation, you know, their horse is uncomfortable. They just want help. So, take advantage of the education that you have already worked for and get out there and help people restore hope for their horses. All right, I'll catch you next time. For more hope for your horse, hit the subscribe button and then head over to margaretparsons.com. And remember, hope is a mindset, not a set of circumstances. Hashtag hope restored.